Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, this is the first in the history of the From the Bleachers podcast. There's been over 50 of those, which is weird to say on the surface in its own right, but the first From the Bleachers here on BGN Radio in the post Carson Wentz error. As we all know, as been as has been discussed at nauseum, Carson Wentz is now an Indianapolis Colt. All of those Wentz's and Eagles jokes we made over the years is no longer true. Eagles get it back in return in this trade. A 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional second round pick that has the potential to become a first round pick. Now, I, I do want to start off, and when Doug Peterson was let go last month, I gave a very solemn podcast. Doug was my guy, and I got a lot of good feedback on that podcast, which is awesome, right? Everyone wants to hear that. People said they actually teared up a little bit, which is what I always want to accomplish with this podcast. My goal isn't to necessarily make you cry, but the thing that differentiates this specific podcast from BGN Radio or what Solak does or what people all around the Eagles internet does is that while I am kind of a media member, I write about the Eagles for BGN, NBC Sports Philadelphia, I do all these things, I still bring the emotional weight of this fan base as someone who's a season ticket holder, who's someone who's been, you know, ready to, you know, jump off a roof every five seconds during an Eagles game since they were six years old. Someone who lives and breathes and dies with every single snap and false start and incompletion and drop and fumble and touchdown. I got really upset at the Doug Peterson podcast and Doug Peterson leaving. And while I have more of affinity for Doug, obviously 2017 will forever live in our hearts with Carson Wentz specifically for the unevenness of the 2018-2019 season. Yeah, the, the end of 2019 was unbelievable. For how disastrous this past season was for Wentz and the Eagles. Just like the end of Doug's tenure came unceremoniously, so did Wentz's. But at the same time, you cannot take away 2017 from us. I said it before with the Doug podcast, I'll say it again. No matter what we deal with in life, no matter how much people try to knock this city down, this fan base down, us individually in our lives, whether it's relationships or money or jobs or college or high school, whatever you're dealing with. In your worst moments, you can think to yourself and say, it could always be worse. I could have been a Vikings fan on January 21st, 2018. 
where I could have been a Panthers fan on that Thursday night game, where I could have been a fan of the Cowboys in the 2017 season. At the end of the day, you're still a Super Bowl champion in your hearts because of Carson Wentz, because of Doug Peterson. Wentz is 2019. Pretty sh- <laughs> I almost said something I'm not allowed to say. Wentz is 2019. To start off was pretty terrible. Yeah, there were a couple huge drops that could have swung games from a loss to a W in the, in the standings and the, the win column. But those last four games, and maybe they were a little bit of fool's gold. Maybe we bought in too hard when he beat up four bad teams to make the playoffs. But know what? It's the same thing with Jalen Hurts. We're going to get into a lot of Jalen Hurts today. Is It was magical, though. It's the It was fun. I remember being in Pistola's Del Sewer. We had a BGN watch party. The first BGN watch party since I've been with the network, with the site, with the podcast. And I'd love to do with them more in the future. Obviously, we couldn't do them this past year. Because of COVID, I'd love to do draft stuff in the future. Maybe do a draft party. Maybe have a tailgate and opposing game. You know, when I, you know, this in 2019, I, I hosted people from Carolina, from the city, from Maine, all these people to come through and you know tailgate before the Eagles games, break bread as this, you know, universal communion between Eagles fans everywhere. But that that run was in 2019 was awesome, and it's it's terrible how his first. Playoff game, once his first playoff game, ended with that dirty, dirty hit from Jadavon Clowney. And it's just another what if that will come to define Carson Wentz's tenure in Philadelphia. You know, what if he didn't get hurt in 2017? Would the Eagles have still won the Super Bowl? What if he didn't get hurt in 2018? Would he have, you know, still gone on that end of the season run that Nick Foles did and won a playoff game in Chicago? All of these things. What if he doesn't get that concussion? Does that affect him so much in 2020? What if, you know, the Eagles select Justin Jefferson instead of Jalen Reger and give Wentz that running mate in 2020? Maybe the season isn't as disastrous offensively as it was. And I love Wentz, but I, I was so ready to move on. I think I got pigeonholed as a anti-Wentz guy because I was pro-Jalen Hurts, but this season was terrible. And all the fun... All of the vivacity that Eagles fandom usually gives me watching these games on Sundays. You're waking up, you're playing your favorite tunes, you're making some scrapple egg and cheeses, you're putting the pregame show on, you're blasting your favorite songs, you're throwing your lucky jersey, your hat or sweatshirt or socks or underwear on, your pair of Kelly Green or Midnight Green sneakers, and you're ready to be taken away to this place where all of your other problems in life dissipate for three and a half hours. But this past season, that feeling of tranquility, even though the games themselves are hectic and crazy, my release from the real world wasn't there during the 2020 season. And for that reason, the Eagles needed to have a wholesale organizational reboot. While we aren't having a hard, hard reboot, Doug Peterson is gone and Carson Wentz is now too. I was ready to move on. I think the compensation was fine. So people freaking out on Twitter. The guy didn't want to be here. He sucked in 2020. He had at max two suitors in Chicago and Indianapolis. Maybe only really one because it seemed like he only wanted to go to the Colts. So the Colts were really just bidding against themselves here. And he wasn't going to Chicago. He's not going to deal with Nick Foles. Maybe if he didn't want to go to Chicago, they're not going to give up that draft capital for him. Just for him not to want to be there and complain and complain and complain. Maybe he's good in Indianapolis. I have my doubts. You know, it's not one of those things, oh, yeah, I hope he goes there and becomes a league MVP. I I don't want him to be great there. 
I want the Eagles to be great. I want him to be good enough to play 75% of the snaps and the Eagles to end up with a top 12 pick in 2022. With that first round pick we'd be getting from Indianapolis, potentially. But I was ready to move on. We all should be ready to move on. It wasn't happening here. Again, maybe things work out from Indianapolis. Better skill position players. A coach who's been there for a few years now. Guys, obviously, to the point where... You know, maybe we're talking it up a little too much. Had success with Frank Reich in 2016 and 2017. I had my doubts, though. I had my doubts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a better quarterback going forward in the NFL than Carson Wentz. And I was ready to move on. I was happy at the trade. I actually recorded the podcast last week. What did the Wentz trade drop? Thursday, I'm recording this about 11 a.m. on Monday, the 22nd. And I did a whole podcast for like a half hour about... You know, I'm dying for this trade. I need this trade to go through. I need it. I need this release. That's all I'm thinking about. I can't exhale. My stomach's sick. I just need the bandage to be ripped off. I think that was the title of the podcast. Just rip the band-aid off, Howie. And I, I sent it to the great Michael Kiss to be edited and uploaded. And what do you know, before it even gets out there, Carson Wentz is an Indianapolis Colt. And I kind of do try to do that little double whammy on myself. I'm like, I want to do this podcast. I wrote a newsletter. If you're not subscribed to my newsletter, what are you doing? From Broad Street with uh, Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. I wrote a whole newsletter on Friday about how I just want the Wentz trade to happen. So I did like a couple hours of work on Thursday morning, getting ready for the Wentz trade, saying I need it to happen, I need it to happen, trying to put it out there into the ether and make the universe have it just so my work could be nullified and obsolete by the time it reaches this great listenership, my great audience, my readers, everything. But it finally happened. It was necessary. Guys, guys, gals, however you identify yourselves, it was necessary. We needed to move on. A split was best for both parties. He didn't want to be here. There was bad blood on both sides of relationship with the organization. We needed to move on with our lives. Carson Wentz needed to move on with his career as an NFL football player, the Eagles needed to move on. I needed to move on as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and writer. You all needed to move on as well. It's solemn. It's sad. I'm, I'm happy for the trade just to go it over. But I understand if you're still holding on to 2017, the end of 2019, it's okay. I held on so dearly to Doug Peterson, all that Mike Lombardi criticism. His run in the Super Bowl year with a backup quarterback outdueling the greatest player and greatest coach of all time in the history of the sport with a backup quarterback who's looked like Uncle Rico in every other stop of his career outside of Philadelphia. Doug Peterson did that. And forever and ever, Doug Peterson will be my favorite Philadelphia sports figure to the day I die. And some people have that affinity that I have for Doug for Carson Wentz. So I understand that. I wanted to hold on to Doug. I understand wanting to say... Let's give Carson another year. Let's give him another weapon or two. Give him Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Wild, Kyle Pitts. Give him a new head coach. Give him another year of development for Jalen Rager or Travis Fulgham or Dallas Goddard or Miles Sanders. Draft Michael Carter in day two of the draft. North Carolina running back that I love. But it was necessary. I'm sorry if you're a Wentz stan, if you're a Wentz apologist. It's okay. I was a Doug stan and a Doug apologist. It's okay to have these relationships. That's what's part of fandom. And I get wanting to hold on to these people that were transformative presence in our life at these most pivotal times. Even for Wentz. Again, I was a Wentz guy for a while. 
I think the second thing I ever wrote for BGN, the first thing I wrote was 2015. Connor Barwin did a benefit concert at Union Transfer. Mac DeMarco played. I went, I spoke to Connor a little bit. I was writing for USA Today that summer. Uh, uh, was it in between my junior and senior year of college? Spoke to Barwin about that concert a little bit. That was the first thing I wrote for BGN. It was cool. And then in 2016, it's once his rookie year. I've talked about this a lot in my writing. Obviously, uh, talked you know openly about my mental health, my struggles with bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, all of these things that have, in a way, become inexplicably linked to my Eagles fandom and sports fandom overall. I've talked and written about this as my relationship to the Sixers, the Phillies, Roy Halladay, all of these things. But I wrote a piece entitled, How Carson Wentz Helped Me With My Clinical Depression. And got a lot of great feedback. I still get feedback to it on it this, to this day, almost closing in on five years later, which is wild to say. Now I'm a full-time writer here for BGN. I'm a podcaster. I'm all of these things. And at the time, Wentz was that guy. He was it. He was the savior of the franchise. He was delivering me from the diabolical end of the Chip Kelly era, the Chip Kelly tenure, the Sam Bradford years, the Mark Sanchez years, the downfall of Nick Foles' first stint in Philadelphia. He was everything. And for a moment in time, Carson Wentz was everything in Philadelphia. And that's great. That's fine. He will always have a place in our hearts. No matter what anyone says. And again, I love Nick Foles. Nick Foles is my favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time. I never thought I would say that, what, three years ago, four years ago, whatever. Imagine me saying that. But it's true. But at the same time, they do not win that Super Bowl without Carson Wentz, without that trade up to the second pick in the draft in 2016 with the Browns. I saw some Browns fan. He went viral. There's a, there's a famous tweet that says, every day on Twitter, there's a main character, and the goal is to not be the main character. And I agree with that completely. One day last week, there was a main character who was a Cleveland Browns fan, and he was like, Hey, uh, you know, everyone laughed at the Browns management for not drafting Carson Wentz and trading that pick. Well, guess what? Who's laughing now? And I said, who's laughing now? Me. I'm the guy laughing, thinking about the Eagles Super Bowl parade and how much fun I had, how much fun I had with my friends and my girlfriend in that, you know, magical two-month run. I'm the one laughing. Carson Wentz trade changed everything, changed the trajectory of the franchise. They need to bring Nick Foles back to be his backup because he was promising and Nick Foles was a veteran with experience within this offensive system, within his city, within his franchise. It all starts with that Carson Wentz trade. There is no Super Bowl run in 2017 without Carson Wentz. Get that through your skull. Again, at the same time, I am relieved, relieved that the trade went through. Because you know what? I've gotten painted at this. I've gotten criticism on Twitter. I've gotten criticism everywhere. And maybe it'll blow back in my face. I'm ready to have a take. People are like, oh, you know, you need to have a take. You know, sometimes I shy away from a take, but this is a guy I'm willing to stick my reputation on. Jalen Hurts. Now, the, will the Eagles draft a quarterback at number six? The first overall, their first pick, first round, sixth overall selection in the 2021 NFL draft. It's possible they select a quarterback. Uh, they could take Zach Wilson, who I think is going to go second to the Jets, but theoretically they could trade up to maybe three if he's there. Seems like the difference would be between, obviously Trevor Lawrence is going number one. They could take Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Trey Lance, 
You may be a baller. You may be talented as all heck. But in my heart of hearts, in my soul, I cannot deal with another quarterback from North Dakota State in this town. Let's have like a 30-year moratorium. I'll say 30 years. In 30 years, if the world still exists, let alone the NFL, maybe then I'd be okay with drafting a quarterback from North Dakota State. I have a North Dakota State snapback in my drawer over here. Maybe I could still wear that. That's a plus. I have a Carson Wentz North Dakota State jersey that I bought for like 100 bucks on Fanatics. Wore once on day two of the draft in 2020. The day they selected Jalen Hurts and the Carson Wentz ever effectively ended. I'm sending it to my buddy from college, Blaine. Biggest troll of all time, but an Indianapolis Colts fan. I'm going to send him that jersey. But I can't do the North Dakota State thing again. I like Justin Fields a lot. You know, I, I want to roll with Jalen Hurts. You know, he, in my heart of hearts, as I said, he feels like the god of me. He has all the intangibles. He has the boxy. He has that mobility that you want in the modern NFL. People cling to him. He's a leader. I think he'll improve as a passer where you now have quarterback coach Brian Johnson who's known Jalen Hurts since he's a toddler, it seems like in a way, obviously Brian Johnson is a qualified candidate in his own right. He was getting offers for SEC head coaching jobs. He was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Florida in 2020. You see Kyle Trask had a fantastic year, maybe a first or second round pick in the NFL draft because of the job that Brian Johnson did. But you have to think that Johnson's presence in Philadelphia now as the quarterbacks coach on Nick Sirianni's roster is going to play a pivotal role in Jalen Hurts' development as an NFL quarterback. And again, they could select a Trey Lance. Justin Fields, again, I would be okay with drafting Justin Fields. I think he's awesome. At the same time, give me Devonta Smith, give me Jamar Chase, give me Jalen Waddle, maybe even Kyle Pitts. I could talk myself into it. I don't really want to take a tight end that high, but if they do it, I'll talk myself into it. Give me that. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, get a Michael Carter, get uh, you know a line uh, linebacker, get a running back on... Late day two, early day three, the draft to, pop, to, to pair with Miles Sanders, have Bosco in that third running back role where he's probably better suited than a backup running back role, have more development from Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, etc., etc. Maybe J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is a non-zero. I like Quez Watkins. I like his rapport with Jalen Hurts. I think there could be something there as a day three sleeper, a, a late round hit on Quez Watkins there could be. Jalen Hurts, my God. He's my QB1 right now. To prove otherwise, he's got my support. The day that trade went through, my girlfriend Ashley, how many times is Sheamus going to play Hurt so good today? Over under 50. Smashed the over. I was just in my apartment, in my office, writing and recording and doing videos, all that stuff. If you haven't seen my video work, I do you know immediate reactions whenever there's big Eagles or Sixers stuff coming out. I post it on my Twitter, at Seamus underscore Clancy. Also, always post it on my Instagram, at Seamus underscore Clancy on there as well. Be sure to follow me on both platforms. Uh, but I was, you know, grooving in the apartment that day. You know, you love playing music while you're taking a shower, getting cleaned up, you know, trimming your beard, shaving up. And I was going, hurts so good. Come on, baby. It only hurts so good. Sometimes love don't feel like it should. Mm-hmm. Hurts so good. Man, 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 man. I'm feeling it right now. I'm vibing. I'm vibing. You know, we should probably close up soon. Jalen Hurts. We're going to talk a lot more about Jalen Hurts. In the coming weeks and months, and hopefully years, I'm going to be talking about Jalen Hurts on the From the Bleachers podcast on Bleeding Green Nation Radio. I like Jalen Hurts. I had a free bet on, 
DraftKings. After the Super Bowl, if you bet a bunch of bets during the Super Bowl, did you win any? I only won one out of the million bets I placed. Got a free $20 bet, and then I rolled that over and hit a bet. And I had like 45 bucks in my account. Instead of cashing out, know what I did? I threw on the Eagles to win the division this year. It's a crappy division, and I love Jalen Hurts. I want to have some money on him. Jalen Hurts, make me some money. Jamar Chase, make me some money. Jalen Waddle, make me some money. Show me the money! Carson, thanks for everything. For anyone who says I'm a Carson hater, I wrote a nice farewell to the Carson Wentz era. I think it was literally titled A Farewell to the Carson Wentz Era. You can find that on Bleeding Green Nation. You can find it on my Twitter account. I wrote it uh, on Thursday in the immediate aftermath of the Carson Wentz at Indianapolis trade. Carson, important, important, pivotal, pivotal, pivotal figure in the history of Philadelphia sports. Will not be forgotten for his contributions in that magical 2017 season. The excitement, the fun, and the electricity at the end of that 2019 season in that divisional run, that playoff run, which I loved. Had so much fun with my friends, my girlfriend, my dad, my family. Had a blast during that run. Made that you know a special season in its own right. But again, he is an integral part of 2017 season that will never, ever be forgotten. And again, I am ready for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is my QB1. The other day I bought a... A stack of Jalen Hurts rookie cards on eBay. I know everyone's in this sports card craze right now. I have to go to my parents' house and find all my old cards. Maybe my Ken Griffey Jr. 1988 rookie card is worth a bajillion dollars now. I can only hope so. I think I had a Randy Johnson Montreal Expos rookie card as well. Maybe I can retire and be a podcaster full-time. Wouldn't that be sweet? But again, Hurts so good, baby. QB1 going forward. Thank you, Carson Wentz. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Again, be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus on Clancy. Be sure to follow the BGN Instagram that I run app leading your Insta, bringing you a ton of great Eagles content all the time on there. And again, my newsletter, patreon.com backslash Seamus on Clancy, the front and broad street with love newsletter, just $2 per month. Get a Philly sports newsletter email directly into your email inbox every Monday through Friday morning talking Eagles, Sixers, everything in between. Flyers going good right now. Tough loss in the in the uh, outdoor game in Lake Tahoe, but they will battle back this season. And we have Philly seasons coming up too. Everyone, thank you for listening. As always, go Birds. Hurt so good, baby. Come on, baby. Let me hurt so good. Yeah.